welcome back to Butter with That Ooh. for our very special uh, Christmas. Um, <laughs> not Christmas. I love it. Christmas. Uh, a lot of Chris's, a whole mass of them. Um, yeah, there's a lot of them in Hollywood. <laughs> many, nice. many of Chris. Yeah, yes, they're out there. Um, yeah, most of I feel like the the popular Chris's we haven't really picked for the most part, but just wait, we'll see. But like, we'll see. You know, the, the echelon of like the four Chris's that I rank every once in a while to right. see where they lie. Um, but yeah, so uh, we did Best in Show for uh, Christopher Guest last week, and uh, now we're going to be with my pick, but before we do that, um, I guess, like, how are people doing? Are there any other, like, movies or things people have seen they want to talk about? Um, I know this falls under the remit of television, but um, I've been watching uh, Evangelion for the first time. Oh, nice. Neon Ooh. Genesis Evangelion, which is on Netflix right now with a pretty good, uh, pretty good dub. Uh, that a uh, ninety uh, early nineties or oh, mid nineties uh, anime series that um, involves mech suits and uh, mm. beings that could easily kill us all. It's a, yeah, it's fantastic. It's it's very if only. great. If only it's very dark. Remind it's of very your own mortality. <laughs> yeah, for real. I mean, it's very it's very intense, and it's yeah, it's really really great. I look forward to finishing it. Uh, my roommate or well, housemate has been egging me on for months to watch it, so he's gotten me through about half of it so far, and uh, it's been really great. Hmm. How many episodes are there? There are uh, twenty six episodes, and then there are three movies. But only one of those movies is supposedly canon. The other ones are like reframing it or fixing it after the fact, quote unquote. Because mm. um, like a lot of animes, it ran out of money. Um, but um, yeah, it's been fantastic so far. I'm really looking forward to finishing it. It seems is that like why animes just end sometimes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, either you know they're funding. It. <laughs> a lot of times in anime, you start to see like a, a change in like the style or mm. like a different pacing. Um, that's usually reflective of like budgetary restrictions and stuff. Um, so, with I used this... to watch. I used to watch animes that would just like stop airing, and I was like, "But what happened?" I liked that. <laughs> that's mostly what it is, yeah. But um, but yeah, this is a this is a great one. So I would definitely say check it out if you're uh, if you're an anime enthusiast. In which case, you've already seen it, or <laughs> if uh, you uh, want a cursory introduction because it's uh, one of the more uh, celebrated of the. Uh, the animes that have come out in the last like uh 30 years that and akira are the ones that uh, I need to see. which is akira is incredible yeah. yeah i need i need to see that too i haven't seen it i think it's, it's so Hulu. good yeah check that out too the ritz does a lot of like midnight uh akira showings which i know people really like going to go to that yeah um, I watched a movie that i greatly hated the other day uh which doesn't happen that often where uh, either Garrett or I show each other something that we really like, and then the other one hates it. Uh, but this was one of those times. Uh, knock Knock with Keanu Reeves Ooh. is a bad movie. Is that that home invasion movie? Yeah. Yeah, to a degree. And it's then like, it does some other stuff. That, uh. It's like, it wants, I told Garrett like midway through the movie, I was like, it feels like it's that movie Hard Candy, but less coherent. Oh. Like, yeah, it just like wasn't great. Um, and I realized I didn't like it about halfway through the movie. And then when that happened, I was just like, ugh. Mm. like I chugged a beer like in the middle of that movie. Cause I was like, oh God, this is too gross. It's too much. I wanted to take a shower after I watched that movie. Ooh. It's icky. Ooh. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Icky. It's Yikes. very icky. We saw that on HBO and we were like, mm, maybe we'll watch this. And then we moved on to something else. Yeah. His, the like, best choice. I gave him one and a half stars on Letterboxd. I was like, ugh. It's got some pretty not ugh. good messaging. Yeah. Like, yeah. Keanu. I want to like Eli Roth. I really do. He doesn't I give can... you the opportunity, though, does I he? I know. Because <laughs> I think, like, I want to like you. He but seems you like someone who genuinely loves horror and, like, wants to, like, you know, like, yeah, he has well. that, like, history of horror show that he does and stuff. And, like, I like how much he likes the genre, but it just, like, doesn't come through for me, really, since, ever. Yeah, since Cabin Fever. Which yeah. I liked okay. Oh, it's, it's fine. Been so nah, funny. No it's, yeah. That's like icky in another way, you know? Like, that's just like, ooh, that's just like hard to watch, too. But he did Green Inferno, right? That's another one I don't ever think I ever want to see. Yeah. 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 It's like most of them, I'm just like, bleh. Like, yeah. So, uh, would not recommend. Mm. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of Keanu, mm. uh, I watched Always Be My Maybe. Oh, Yay. oh yes. Um, it was. It was good. I, I think I went in 
having super high expectations. Yeah. And I don't think it met all of the expectations I had, but I definitely had some good laughs. The Keanu stuff is very um, fun. The Keanu f- stuff is pretty funny. Yeah. Ali Wong is just super fun to watch mm-hmm. um, she is do really her good. thing. And um, yeah, so it was definitely like a, for the mo- for the mood I was in, um, I definitely. Some good food uh, porn moments. Yeah. Oh, food yeah. and family. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That kind is of a, a food yeah. and family. Mm-hmm. I love the Not relationship kind of, that Randall Park has with his dad. Yeah. When he comes in and like dances with him and like cool with him smoking and, weed yeah, and stuff. Yeah, and Randall Park is really sweet too. Um, yeah. And had, he's definitely got some good, some good, oh my God, the, the songs from his <laughs> band. <laughs> the tennis ball. Oh, the tennis ball. Oh, so funny. Anyhow, yeah. There is a whole Twitter account that's dedicated to that one scene that Keanu dances in, but putting other songs to yeah. it. It's incredible. It's mm. just solely dedicated to that. that this good. is an instance in which I saw a Keanu meme. I had no idea what the context was, <laughs> and then watched this movie, and I was like, "Oh, that's, that's what this meme. is from." It's I love when you learn Keanu the history of a like, meme. He's like point. He's like doing oh, some like sexy point. And I've used this meme like multiple times <laughs> and I'm like, don't know what this is from, but love it. And then I watched and I was mm-hmm. like, it all comes together. <laughs> this is crazy. Wow. Um, speaking of the four famous Chris's, I saw Knives Out over the weekend. No spoilies, but it was really good. I really enjoyed it. And it was a lot funnier than I anticipated. Mm. It looked really funny. That's kind of what I'm looking forward to in checking it out. Daniel Craig has this one line where he's just like, "This mystery is a donut," and yeah, you're like, yeah. "What?" <laughs> but the th- but uh, what he says? Oh, it's so a funny. donut inside another donut. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's this one moment, and and like I'm so glad that Chris Evans is in this because it, it gives people an opportunity to see him be funny, um, and also kind of be an asshole, <laughs> which was... he does so well. He does. You forget, but he's so good at it. Yeah. He does. Um, there's this one scene. So his dad is played by uh, Don Johnson. Yeah. And <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah And his yeah. mom is Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, but there's this like one really tense moment where everyone's ganging up on Chris's character, and Don Johnson goes, "Son," <laughs> and Chris just turns to him and goes, "Father." <laughs> I laughed out loud. No one else did, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, almost like all of his like lines and delivery and that <laughs> is like very good. Is he in a significant amount of the movie? It's a yeah, it's a yes. big cast of characters, mm-hmm. so yeah. I feel like the movie tries to give everyone some time. Cool. Yeah. He has second billing, so I'll say yeah. that. Cool. Got yeah. It. But yeah, it's it's a crazy cast, and some people probably don't get as much screen time as they should, while others like got what a lot more. Mean? Yeah. It's like when you have a cast that big, it's like hard to give everyone their yeah. their due. But it's very good. I liked it a lot. The the kid that played Bill in it plays this like Nazi. He's been in a lot. What? Whoa. Yeah, like alt right Nazi, like white boy on. Yeah. It's interesting. I feel like I don't know. What, I want to know too much more. Yeah, I just kind of want to go and do a blind. I mean, no spoilers. I don't want to spoil it all. Sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. So excited to see it. I feel like it seems like the ideal like holiday mm. kind of mystery fun yeah and christopher Plummer is like the head of the family oh, right oh. i love He's christopher so Plummer. another great chris chris oh. yes and oh, oh my yes. goodness oh um garrett told me this like story about like uh like ryan johnson was talking about michael shannon and they, yeah. he was saying like he doesn't like really socialize a lot or like bring any like you know he like doesn't bring his phone on set so he kind of just like sits there a lot of the time <laughs> and so he and like ryan johnson were sitting Stewing. next to each other and he like turns to him and he goes Ryan, am I weird? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I man, you are. <laughs> oh, yes. But that's part of your charm. That's why no. we like you. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, so, yeah, I guess, uh, was that every- everyone movie stuff that they've seen lately? 
Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess we can then get into the the real Chris of the evening, uh, which is the movie uh, Christine from 1983. Christine, you uh, made a movie. Not to be confused with Christine on the podcast or Christine, uh, the movie about the woman committing suicide Christina on television. Chubbuck, oh, yeah, from 2016. Yeah. yeah. Um, Very the sad story. Killer, killer car. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. So not as sad. Uh, but I, I love this movie a lot. Um, I, it was a movie I saw like years ago and I like, I think I like didn't pay a ton of attention to it. And I kind of already wrote it off as I was watching it. Like, oh, this is like a killer car. Like who fucking cares? Like this is a dumb plot. Uh, but then we rewatched it on new year's and that movie fucking rules. I love this movie so much. Um, so it's, uh, directed by John Carpenter and it's a Stephen King adaptation, um, which is like kind of a cool combo. I like love, uh, those two creatives very much. Um, so yeah, I know some people have seen it before other people watched for the first time. What did, uh, what did the group think on, on the watch? I, this is the first time I'd ever seen it. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what to expect yeah. going in and I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I had such a blast watching it. Um, it was really fun to have watched the thing like mm. for, I guess, I know two this months is ago. my second John Carpenter in like um, a pretty short span. Yeah. And this was his next movie after the thing right yeah Yeah, and this uh is the one Stephen Stephen king adaptation he did he was uh gonna do we talked about this a little bit uh firestarter and then because uh the thing was such a flop uh that did not pan out right Uh, and then they made firestarter into a terrible movie yeah um so yeah this was uh the one you got to do which is pretty cool so what i was expecting was gruesome death so i knew killer car like Mm -hmm. that is a component i i was prepared for but after having watched the thing and us talking about Mm -hmm. the practical effects being wow how they could get blood to splurt everywhere and how like (laughs) you could get like people's heads to just turn into weird Mm -hmm. snake things it's gonna you know have fang you know all the crazy shit and so my uh I thought that the practical effects were going to be like blood, gore, like all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, uh, it was wonderfully surprising that the best practical effects were not the, there was like barely any blood and gore, yeah. but really it was just the, the car transformations, <laughs> yeah. which I'm sure you'll go into later, but yeah. that was just such a wonderful surprise. And I found myself reacting the same way to the car transformations mm-hmm. that I was in the practical effects in the thing. Yeah. There's like level of astonishing, like, how did he do it mm-hmm. in 1983 kind of <laughs> res- like responses. So yeah. It's an interesting comparison, too, because uh, this movie was rated R. Uh, PG-13 didn't exist at the time. Right. And so they wanted to make it an R rating because they thought the people wouldn't see it if it was PG. Um, so in order to make it R, because there really isn't that much like graphic stuff in it, no. they just like no. threw in like a fuck somewhere in the movie just yeah. to make it work. It and I was like, edge. good for you. <laughs> <laughs> just like throw a fuck in there and yeah, fine. Um, and this was your first time watching it too, Hunter, right? It was, yeah. I It's interesting going back to an older Stephen King movie since we've had so much Stephen King content. Mm. Uh, you know, Stranger Things, not Stephen King, but very much inspired by it. Uh, the It movies, Doctor Sleep, uh, Castle Rock on Hulu. So it was interesting going back to an older one. Uh, and I, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, as Christine brought up, the practical effects were awesome. I love the story. Uh, Arnie's transformation from... Maybe it was a little heavy-handed how nerdy he was, uh, but his transition to, like, cool guy with, like, the black turtleneck and the red coat. Keith Gordon's performance He's great. was yeah. wonderful. It is yeah. really good. It's really, really good. I recently saw him in Dress to Kill, which I kind of forgot he was into, um, the the Brian's a Palma movie. Yeah. Uh, and he, like, is kind of, again, like, a nerdy, like, computer kid, but he plays it very different, so it was also interesting to watch him being, like, two mm. totally different nerds, <laughs> um, like, pretty close together. When you had written in parentheses, like, Keith Gordon in parentheses, Dressed to Kill, I didn't, mm-hmm. when in your outline, I didn't realize you were referring to a movie, mm-hmm. and I thought you were like, he's definitely Dressed to Kill. And I, was like, oh, <laughs> I mean, also true. Like, um, those, like, Damn. members-only jackets, the black turtleneck. It's so the good. Red. I was like, yes, he really is. Yeah. Um, yeah, he he's for sure trusted. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all Literally. Point, back up. But uh no, uh yeah, 
it's a it's a Brian De Palma movie that's really good, and um, uh, Michael Caine is in it as well, mm. Sir Michael Caine. So uh, worth watching. Um, but yeah, like cool seeing uh, Keith Gordon do some of that stuff. He kind of looks very strange now because he's bald. If you like look up his like picture now, but um, yeah, well, it's been. 30, almost 40 years. And it's it looks like it's like a style choice, bald. Oh, you know it, what I mean? It, yeah. It doesn't look like a, a natural balding. Yes. I really enjoyed that. Um, what's the Henry Dean Winston? Harry, Harry Dean, Dean Stanton. Harry Dean Stanton. Oh, Stanton. Love him. Like, yeah. What a I like wrote down some of the stuff he's done and like, damn, he was just like the king of movies for a while. For Wait, a while. has he is he dead? Yeah, he died a few years 2017. ago. 2017. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shit. I also was like. So was Big Love like his last? I think, I think so. so. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize he had died. But yeah, he uh, he was in Pretty in Pink. He was in Repo Man. He was in Escape from New York, another Carpenter movie, uh, Cool Hand Luke, Alien, uh, among many, many others. He has like a ton of IMDb credits, but yeah. I he's just he just always adds something great to a movie. I'm a big fan. Um. Yeah, so to give it a little bit more of a synopsis, so um, it's a, like we said, a Stephen King adaptation. This was actually um, in production before the book was actually released, because at that, at that point, Stephen King was like such a big deal that it was like, yeah, fuck it, of course they're going to make this into a movie. So it's kind of cool and like interesting that those two things were coming out around the same time. Has anyone here read the book? No. No? no? Okay, I haven't King either. Reader, really. I've never read a Stephen King book. Whoa, interesting. Okay. Um but yeah, I uh, I would like to read it. I've heard there's some interesting differences between the two. Um, so also in this film is um, uh, Alexander Paul, Alexander Paul as Lee Cabot, and John Stockwell as Dennis Gilder. Um, so uh, Keith Gordon plays Arnie. He's like a big nerd uh, who's just like Pocket always protector, getting... protector, glasses. Yeah, like... He's got the... The yeah, what, biggest that tape in between oh, the yeah. tape yeah. glasses. Not even in between That's... the two lenses, but also on the set, yeah, the double tape. The boy, this poor kid. I but lived that he, life um... for a while. His uh, friend Dennis is like a little bit more of a cool kid. He's uh, on the the football team and obviously like kind of like one of the hotter dudes in school Um, and like kind of always always like defending Arnie and like beating up bullies that are like after him and stuff. So they have like a really interesting friendship dynamic. but Arnie decides he wants to get a car. He finds Christine, which is a 58 Plymouth Fury. And uh, things start to change for him in uh, maybe some not so great ways. Uh, he does get killer style. Uh, however, um, yes. <laughs> as uh, as his uh, style gets cooler, also does the uh, you know kill count as well. Um, <laughs> as we learn that Christine might be an evil car that's no. uh, yeah has possessed young Arnie with impeccable taste in classic rock. Yes, yeah, this is like cool because like. Um, John Carpenter's theme is definitely downplayed in this. Um, his music is still very good in it, but um, they do pick a lot of really cool songs for the movie that are fitting of the time. Um, and also, I think, kind of helped to turn Christine into an actual character and, like, a person in this movie because, like, the music kind of gets to speak for for her a little bit. Um, and then Bad to the Bone, I think, is what they made the theme for this mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a song you hear quite a bit. Uh, my favorite use of the Carpenter score is at the end when Christine is on fire yes. and chasing down the head bully. And also reminds me of, um, what was the Radiohead? Uh, Karma Police. Very oh, much reminds me of that yeah, music yeah. video, like the dark road, just the car lights going down. Mm. And then it's like the Carpenter synthy music and then very like chill just gets run over. Yeah, they definitely pick like the, the right time to throw in the classic Carpenter mm-hmm. synth music. Um but yeah, like there isn't like a, a ton of like super deep stuff to uh, go into this to ugh, with this movie. Um, I definitely want to talk about like the practical effects and stuff. But what are some things that like stuck out for people watching this movie? I think for me, the relationship between Arnie and his parents, because mm. um, watching it, I was like, why does he want that beat up car? And then later when he's at home and tells his parents, he's like, because I've never been able to make one choice for myself. Mm. Uh, this is like the one way to like and whether that was maybe Christine like sensing that this was a kid that she could manipulate or whether this was him initiating um, definitely something that left me thinking but just him being like I want to make like this choice mm. because his parents are like so controlling of him which is a great opening as he's like his friend um, is like out beeping the horn pick him up from school just like run the trash out the trash breaks all over the ground mm. and like it's all over his mom and she's like go oh, take your lunch there's yogurt in it 
It's like just oh my very god, light. the yogurt, the yogurt, <laughs> the yogurt. <laughs> well, oh, the bully takes the knife to the yogurt and just what slices it. What was the yogurt it? in? That's fucking nothing. Disgusting. The yogurt was clearly free swimming at the <laughs> yeah, bottom. That's, that's what it was. Bag. That's what it was. Just he stabs the knife into it yogurt. and it just goops all also, onto the floor. That guy really looked like John Travolta. I know that it wasn't <gasps> a forty-five-year-old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's just like ew. All of these people are not in high school. Get <laughs> fucked. I mean, Dennis, just like, yeah, like Dennis and uh, Arnie obviously bit. aren't like in high school either but like those dudes you're like this is something like, else what is Dennis, this it's, you're 17 it's time to get laid <laughs> also um the actor who plays dennis uh there's a, a an actor now his name is jake abel i swear to god they look identical and i was like oh if they ever remake this mm. jake abel can play. yeah well, no, no jake abel's too old this but... could be a fun remake i i there have a lot of people do cg with the car oh yeah. that's the thing that's what oh, it would be the god. tesla truck Yo, the self-driving Tesla fucking kills everyone. <laughs> even though it, yeah, it's more it's reality. Hacked. Yeah. Oh, I had actually a question, yeah. and I wanted to know your per- your thoughts on this. How did Christine decide who to kill? Was it people that had damaged mm. the car, or was it killing on behalf of Arnie, or was it a combination of? Seemed both? to be like people who were going to be getting in between. Yeah. Uh her as a car and arnie the first yeah because the first like victim i guess is like dennis right um well, it's the, the guy first, smoking the first cigar. victim is the guy working well, in oh the- yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah what are we supposed to make of those like which what was the song that was fucking playing oh yeah when that guy died i like knew it was like a good pick and i uh. like I was when I was trying to work at guy. school. Yeah, the the kids were screaming and I couldn't hear the song. And I was like, God damn it, I'll find it later. Kids. Because the first time we meet Christine is in the 1950s in like an mm. auto body shop. Yeah. Or, um, mm. Where either she's getting repaired or getting actually built. Mm-hmm. And the first two, well, one's a kill and one's like a mm-hmm. maim, is one guy working on the like under hood mm-hmm. of the car and he gets the hood slammed on his arm which definitely caused him yeah. to like break a bone oh, yeah. and then another guy is like sitting in the car and smoking a cigar and putting the, a- the ash on the seat and I'm like okay so clearly this might be like killings born from like you're messing with me mm-hmm. fuck you and you disrespected and me. you disrespected me but then I was like trying to get a sense of like how that foreshadowed how it was determined who would die I don't think that has much to do with it. I mean, like, you know, she's, like, passed down from owner to owner, and you hear, like, how um, the one guy, like, is obsessed with her, and, like, really terrible things happen to, like, the people around Mm -hmm. him. So it does kind of seem like she wants an owner and wants to control that owner um, and, you know, protect herself at the same time. Um, It's like that stereotypical, like, abusive relationship Mm -hmm. where you, like, the partner makes you cut ties with everyone that, like, is already in Mm -hmm. your life, and Mm -hmm. the only thing that exists is that partner. And it's interesting, too, like, I know one of the things I've heard of that's different with the book and the movie is that they kind of make it seem like Christine the car is just an evil entity kind of onto herself whereas like the book I think it is much more of like a spirit that's like I was wondering possessing. about that yeah because I think they even our friend Tom a uh, guest on oh. the show oh. um Tombo. I think he's the one that told me like sometimes they refer to like this like ghostly kind of figure that's driving the car that you see at times in the book um but that's kind of left out which is yeah it's handled actually pretty explicitly differently because in in the movie stunts uh, and stuff yeah they're just like the windows are blacked out Mm -hmm. um and this Mm -hmm. is uh according to carpenter to give a more quote-unquote sinister appearance appearance but also more practically to conceal the stunt driver yes (laughs) Uh, but also it, it kind of lends to um lends to like a a kind of cue as to like when like there are times when arnie is driving Mm -hmm. and like is in command of uh, of the vehicle and it seems like it's more him making decisions Mm -hmm. influenced by christine versus the scenes where it's literally understood to be a car driving itself Mm -hmm. i I liked the ambiguity at the end where you're like "Ooh, is arnie behind the wheel or not and what are we supposed to i thought that was such a great cool twist when christine goes after like the main bullies at the gas station 
And then you don't know that if it's Arnie or not, because when yeah. Christine rolls right, back exactly. to Darnell's, then Darnell's like, hey, Arnie, was, the car just rolls itself into the garage. And Darnell's like, hey, Arnie was like driving my car. Right. He's like, yeah, Arnie's like he's on he's got, like, a perfect right alibi. Yeah. Right. So it's like, oh, shit, this car is doing its own thing. And they yeah. built that gas station just to blow it up. They actually made oh. that gas station. Oh. Yeah, it was so good. Very yeah. Ghost Rider vibe with the car on fire as it's driving around. But there's, like, a lot of interesting stuff going on with this movie, too, just with, like, this, uh, like, classic 50s, like, machismo kind of stuff <laughs> that's happening stuff, in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, there's, like, a lot of greaser stuff. Like, the music's a big part of that. Of course, like, Christine's, like, a 58. Um, so, like, that's part of it as well. Arnie, as he gets, like, deeper and deeper into, like, his... Um, connection with christine has that like greaser style himself yeah, um, yeah that like regression yeah. out of time almost yeah. yeah yeah and then he starts like he like gets the hot girl at school to start like going out with him and stuff saying fuck you to his parents yeah yeah exactly and like you know um his like very close friend um gets injured uh pretty badly and ends up in like the hospital and he like shows up to the hospital and is just like a total dick mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I don't know, like the storytelling is interesting too. Cause like at times it feels like they want Dennis to be the main character, but then yeah. like Arnie is like, of course, like the one who's really entwined with Christine. So he is kind of more the main character. Um, but this is a movie like we talked a lot about, um, cause, uh, Garrett always refers to these movies as like secret gay movies. And it's like interesting, like these two guys and especially like Dennis, it feels like cares so much about Arnie. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it, I don't know. There's like, we like always talk about how it just seems like at times, like they are kind of trying to like ignore their feelings for each other by focusing on cars and girls mm-hmm. and all this like other stuff. It's kind of your Top Gun or Batman Forever scenario. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's like kind of cool. And like one of the things I was, I read someone's article on this and they were talking about like when Dennis gets hurt and how he's like taken out because he's like a, a sexual rival for like this girl and stuff like that. So, so, um, yeah, there's just, like, so much weird machismo dude stuff, which, like, Stephen King is kind of obviously into that stuff. Like, I know, like, yeah. he loves cars, and he's, like, big into, like, motorcycles and stuff. I know he and his son, like, drive them together. And Carpenter's, like, totally an old dad dude like that, too. <laughs> so we're, like... Where is this, like, secret, like, gay, like, subtext of this movie coming from? And one thing I want to know is, like, if that was in the book at all or if that's, like, stuff that Carpenter added in. I don't know. Yeah. I think we'll have to ask our friend Tombo. I, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to... <laughs> our I, resident. I, I just don't know who... I, yeah, who... I, between the two of them, I would estimate in, introduce that element or mm. that, like, you know... I, I don't know. Maybe it's more of a... a result of like a screenplay adaptation or something i don't know yeah it's interesting and i wonder if it's just seeing two actors like living people living these parts i wonder if that just in our own brains like adds instead of reading it on the page that's what like they're bringing to the yeah yeah i don't know yeah i'm like of two different minds about this because on one hand there's like no representation really in in movies like this and, and only a little bit now of like lgbtq plus characters mm-hmm. and so like I, I i love when people like say oh it's a secret gay movie like winter mm-hmm. soldier is and and yeah you know they like code these characters in certain ways and and I, I i really appreciate like that appropriation but on the other hand and this might just be coming from me because like i'm a straight white female so like this mm. is like my particular perspective but i also think we run into the problem of um never being able to show like loving male friendships mm. because it's always then taken as oh well they're in a secret gay relationship right, right. Yeah. and so like the fact that there exists like no real positive example of what a healthy loving mm. male friendship can look like that is you know like affectionate in so mm. many ways without it being considered you know like a secret gay film it, it, it like it sucks in a way because you, you want to show that like hey this is possible and toxic masculinity mm. is bad and whatever but then on the flip side it's like well there's fucking no characters anyway so we gotta make do with like what we have <laughs> yeah. you know so like I, I can't I can't figure it out. I know. And I am, like, I feel like I have seen, like, movies that, like, have done, like, really good, like, male friendships. And I'm having, like, yeah. trouble thinking of that now. But, Stand like, by me. 
Yeah, yeah, I love, yeah, I love that. Um, I feel like there was something like recently that I was like, oh, they they did this and that was so cool. Or uh, like, Shawshank Redemption. Ooh, yeah. Which actually, uh, I don't want to spoil it. Well, shit, it's part of a whiteboard question. We'll come to it later. <laughs> Maybe I'll just edit that out. <laughs> Whoops. But we may return to that. Anyway. Yeah, that's that's interesting for sure. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like some other stuff that I I felt were interesting to talk about. Oh well, there was the uh, you mentioned the practical effects with the car, um, and I like sent you guys like a couple of my favorite moments. Mm-hmm. Um, car on fire is so good. They make Christine really scary and sinister at moments in this movie, and I think that's like amazing. Um, like it does feel at times like she is like an actual person in this. Mm-hmm. Um, which also the name Christine comes from uh, Christine Romero, who was George Romero's uh, former partner, because um, they were had been working on like creep show stuff before then, uh, which I thought was kind of interesting. Did you have the note about the uh, license plate? Uh, I don't think so. That's pretty interesting too. Uh, Christine's license plate uh, begins with a uh, CQB, uh, which is an acronym for Close Quarters Battle. Oh, interesting. <laughs> That's cool. Um, but yeah, they, they do a really good job with her. And then specifically with, uh, the one scene where Christine gets beaten the fuck up, uh, she gets like torn to shreds and it's like really sad and actually like very heartbreaking when Arnie sees, uh, the destruction of his car that he's put like a lot of himself into obviously. Um, and then as the car is just sitting there, she, forms herself back together well and there's some kind of this like telepathy going on yeah oh she's like okay show me like he's talking to the car mm-hmm. for the fir- like what we see for the first time and i thought that was an, like oh this is like getting deeper and deeper yeah. an entity instead of just a, a car yeah it's mm-hmm. cool um so the the note it said uh to simulate the car regenerating itself instead of this is like i just took directly from my mdb um they uh, took hydraulic pumps and those were installed uh, for the uh, numerous Plymouth Fury stunt doubles. Um, a mock-up <laughs> in plastic that looked more like metal on camera than actual metal um, as it bent and deformed. Uh, these pumps were attached to cables, which in turn attached to the car's bodywork. Um, and that's how like it kind of like puffed up. Which it swells, is, yeah. yeah. It's so amazing. It's it is. so cool. It is. Yeah. And it's like, like, I love, like, you know, you mentioned the thing. I love all the creepy, gross, disgusting practical effects and the thing. But doing something like that, like, is, I was in awe when I watched that scene, like, on New Year's. As a one to one, like, uh, starting to finishing point cinematic, like, character transformation, it's, like, on par with uh, American Werewolf. Mm -hmm. Like, it's incredible. The sequence, how it how it uses what it has to illustrate what that transformation means it Mm -hmm. is. And I love how in the end of the movie, during the final confrontation where um, they have like the back, like the Caterpillar Mm -hmm. um, construction vehicle and they're like trying to corner it. They think they kill it. Then it backs up into the shadows and then you just hear the like construction noise, rebuilding stuff and the lights flash on and then drives forward. She's got like teeth towards the car and like, you can't recreate that with C. I mean, yes, you can recreate it with mm-hmm. CGI, but not in the in that yeah. compelling of a way. It's and so I, tactile. It's mm. so tactile, and I feel like the scenes where the um the truck uh the what's the big truck that Dennis's the, is? the forklift thing forklift. that they're using yeah 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 crane 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 yeah whatever wow bulldozer the bulldozer that just <laughs> runs wow that, that construction went all over words the, yeah, bulldozer, guys. the bulldozer that runs right over christine and just starts crushing the body mm. of the car and like just you really watch something very physical happening and that like i i feel like yeah, yeah the physicality of the whole scene builds such great like tension and drama that if this movie did have a reboot or was recreated today, as I think Connor mentioned at the beginning, it w- they totally would have quickly relied on CGI. Mm. And I don't think it would yeah. have captured the magic mm. yeah. that like watching the physicality of these transformations happen mm-hmm. really like presents. Which is, scene. is also a really interesting production note too, that the, uh, the fifteen percent of the film's budget was spent on yeah, I saw that twenty three cars. Uh, by the end of filming, all but two of the cars were destroyed. Which I think made it worth it. 
Mm-hmm. I just totally. kept thinking, like, whoa, there's another car that just got fucking destroyed. <laughs> yeah. That one's out the window. Yeah, it's cool. And I know, like, I, I read that, like, this didn't seem to do great with either King fans or, like, um, Carpenter fans at the time that it came out. But as I've, like, rewatched some more of John Carpenter's stuff, it seems like all of it ends up, like, growing on me more and more. Um, we rewatched The Fog this past year, too. It's good. The Fog is really good. At first, I didn't really like that either. And I'm like, no, it's, like, a very enjoyable, like, weird, like, sailor ghost uh, movie, you know? Have you tried Ghosts of Mars yet? I have not seen Ghosts of Mars. Uh, we did watch rough. Vampires, which, ugh, that was not great. Um, this one's interesting, though, in the sense that, like, it feels like one of the cheesiest of his, but yeah. not in a bad way. No. Like, it feels like him taking on a little bit of that that part of the genre and paying a bit of homage mm-hmm. um, without it, like, necessarily compromising his style but standing out in his filmography it's like yeah. a weird kind of one-off movie yeah you're right this does seem to kind of stand out more than some of his other stuff um i think yeah we watched the fog i think it was on john carpenter's birthday i think this coming year we're planning on watching into the mouth of madness because i've never seen that that's a good one and i'm really excited about that which is kind of like a a Stephen King s story just with it kind of like being like the the writer and stuff is like the you know he's like this like famous writer who's like kind of like becoming insane as he's dealing with all of these is that like Sam elements yeah. yeah Sam yeah, Neil it feels pretty aligned with that yeah. yeah um yeah I think I think that's like most of what I wanted to talk about with Christine was the there anything else you guys had the scene when he corners the one bully who uh-huh. seemed kind of innocent like he was just kind of going along with it I don't know if he deserved mm-hmm. the gruesome death he got uh, when he is tr- Christine traps the bully into like a do- docking bay and the car can't fit through so the bully thinks he's safe and I the love car that. just yeah. like mm-hmm. squishes yeah. in and like peels off the so sides cool. yeah oh he fucking deserved that 100 i don't know out of all of them i mean his no. death was cut in half and they had to scrape his oh, like legs off his the legs. ground yeah and then, no, and he then deserved the bully's like with yeah isn't that what you do with shit right I scrape mean, with a shovel but do they deserve violent death that? Like, uh, i don't think movies, you see <laughs> do you see that i don't know i thought i for some reason in my head i remember like that screech of like the pull away and like the damage to the car and everything yeah i loved the goodyear product placement it was <laughs> so bright white on every wheel of yes. every single car. It has to be. Uh, I have a, a performance shout out. Yeah. And that is to Robert Prosky as Will Darnell, the uh, auto body shop owner. Yeah, And he was a little disguised in this movie, but I looked him up online and he, he's been in so, or I think he's dead now, but he has had been in so many different kinds of movies. Um, it, look him up. He's a, definitely a familiar face. Uh, but he, oh, what a character. <laughs> like tobacco chewing. Like, he's just like always seems to be eating his words as he's like admonishing Arnie for bringing Christine in. And she's like smoking out of the hood or something. I don't know. Uh, I just enjoyed every moment mm. of his performance. <laughs> I first saw this movie when I was like a kid. I don't even remember how old I was, but I remember just being like, all right, well, whatever. (laughs) But watching it now, it really resonated with me because, you know, I'm a person who has cars and drives cars. Um, But what, what I will say is that, like, I don't give a shit about, like, like cars how people are like well it's this kind of car and it's that and like blah, 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 blah. I don't give a shit. But mm. I do form like big emotional attachments to the cars I have. So like my first car I named her Gwen and like we've been through shit together. Like, you know, my brake lines collapsed and like I lived and she protected me. So like no. I I don't know, that. similar to Christine, I felt like at times Gwen may be trying to kill you. But she always protected me. <laughs> she couldn't stop the brake lines from rotting. It just happened. It was an old car. But she kept me safe. But anyway, now I have a new car. His name is Leon. And we're, like, developing a relationship. But I really do. I, I'm like, you know, I'll be back, Leon. Like, I, I do stuff like that just because I'm, like, fucking. I, this is the post-Toy Story world. Like, you don't know. You don't know. <laughs> well, they are, they they are metal There's death traps. You kind of you need to be like, hey, you're going to protect me, right? Yeah. Like, we're, we're going to be good. We have this. And so, like, I was <laughs> watching this movie and I was like, yeah, yeah, I like Christine like, too. Like, look out the window what's at up? Leon, like, hey. Hey, what's up? Like, I, I you know, I, I feel you. Because, like, Arnie. besides your home and your place of work, other spaces, like, I'm not, okay, 
full transparency, I don't have my driver's license. Me neither. So I don't really know what it means to have a car or drive a car. But I can imagine it's inhabiting a, a space that you spend a lot of time in and mm-hmm. that it like in addition to a home and a workspace, it it's like an important space. Yeah, yeah. And do you know yeah. all the little quirks and like the little yeah. Uh-huh. About like, it? yeah. Yeah, you really do. Yeah. And so like I thought Christine was beautiful and I was like, oh, it's mm. like, the, it's like the cherry red and all this. And so in those moments where she's getting fucked up, I'm like, no, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. so like you, you really, this movie found a way to make you care about a car. Yeah. I think one of the, the last notes, Keith Gordon, I think mentioned that in this, um, he like tried to treat Christine like she was actually a woman. And so like, it's a little, it's a little weird, but also like so interesting. Cause I think that kind of adds to like how she ends up being like this, this presence in the movie. It's even just like the way that people treat her on top of like how she looks and the music and all the other stuff that they add to this. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, thanks, guys. Uh, we will be back uh, with our whiteboard. Qu- uh-huh. Damn it! Whiteboard question in a couple minutes. Bye. Couple minutes. <laughs> That's gonna be a long song. <laughs> Time means nothing to me. Sonny, you ever owned a car before? No. I just got my license. Start her up. Christine. I like that. whiteboard question uh which uh, i just picked a, a simple one because uh, i thought it was fun to, it would be fun to talk about but uh i figured people could talk about the, their favorite stephen king adaptation because there are many to pick from many of which he likes and dislikes <laughs> so uh so who wants to go first i kind of spoiled mine earlier on um so i mean i would say the shining mm-hmm but that being said, what I love about that movie is what pisses Stephen King off about it. Yeah. It's, it's the Kubrickification of it, how mm-hmm. he really made it his own. Um, so I would say of the ones that I think are faithful to the material, I would probably go with, even though it makes some changes, would probably go with uh, Shawshank Redemption, which is a short story of King's. Um, King King isn't really my style as a writer, um, I mean, I, I, I respect his work. I mean, I think he does good work, but I, it's just not the kind of stuff I enjoy reading. Um, but his short stories I find really captivating, especially the non-horror related ones where it's just kind of like simple mm. character-based storytelling, um, of which the Shawshank Redemption was one part of a collection. And, um, the way they blew that out into, uh, an adapted screenplay I thought was fantastic. And is is one of the, I, I'd, I'd rank that very high on a list of best movies uh, I've seen. So I, I would say that that one takes the cake for me by a long shot. Although I do think The Shining is a better movie, but less faithful to Stephen King. Mm. I forgot that this was a Stephen King movie until I was like looking up um, list of adaptations and Gerald's Game on Netflix. I was, yeah, that's I thought good. that movie was so really good. It. As you tell Dave, just like, just, it's really just one character. Just trying to like survive this really intense and terrible situation with some great body horror in it. And she's like trying Gerald's to the game? Midnight Man. Gerald's game, the Midnight Man. He I still have a little bit I have like have nightmares of the Midnight Man. Is this a well, new adaptation? Uh, it came out what two years ago on Netflix? Something like that. Yeah, like, and the director is the same guy that did that movie Hush that I also like. Oh, Hush. Yeah. He, yeah. he did the Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, oh. that guy. Mike Flanagan. Okay. Mike Flanagan. Did he yep. also do Doctor Sleep? 
Uh, he I did. He so. directed Doctor Sleep as well. Oh, all right. Look I thought Doctor Sleep was pretty good, but Gerald's game. Oh, I love you, McGregor. Um, I, w- I just wish they gave you McGregor more to do in Doctor Sleep. It's just like I yeah. didn't see it. Uh, yeah, but Gerald, I think yeah, Gerald's game is on Netflix. I thought that movie was like absolutely fantastic, and the twists and turns it has. I think for just like a woman who's just like handcuffed to a bed, mm. um, just like a very simple premise that's just like executed flawlessly. Hmm. I also love Ewan McGregor. Um, and one mm-hmm. thing I really love about watching Clone Wars is that Obi-Wan is, like, of course, a character. And they very much keep him, like, sassy uh, Obi-Wan, mm-hmm. which I'm, like, all about. <laughs> um, and the guy they get him to voice him is, sounds exactly like Ewan McGregor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he's, like, always, like, got the sassy quips after every single thing that happens. And I'm so into it. <laughs> you ever see that thing online that someone, like, took a screen grab from one of the sequels of Star Wars. It's like, look at all the fucks I give Anakin. Look at them. I love <laughs> and there's that. like nothing there. <laughs> I, I have two answers. One is just because of nostalgia and I'm picking it because of my dad. But um, I realized that I... Is that I, also Stephen King? Yeah. Right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Wait, like Poltergeist? Yeah, the Spielberg. Movie? Spielberg? Yeah, I, I, Spielberg I based on a Stephen King movie because it's the whole secret is that it's actually on like a Native American burial ground. Well, isn't that Pet Cemetery? Maybe that. I that's think it's a recycled plot line. Is what I think. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not yeah. so sure that is. Yeah, yeah Stephen it's King not property. Stephen King. It's not. Apparently, oh, he passed on writing the script for it. Ooh. <laughs> okay. okay, then I take that away. Um. <laughs> He almost, he almost, amazing movie. He almost co-wrote it with Steven Spielberg. So take that. Definitely King esque. I that's yes. so funny. I yeah, always sure. assume that that was based on Stephen King's story because I think what this reflects is that how many adaptation Stephen King adaptations mm. are in the universe, which yeah. is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed watching the first season of Castle Rock. I have not watched the second season, but as as far as a mashup of Stephen King stories, I didn't finish it, but I like the plot for the second season uh, with like young um, uh, what's her name, uh, Kathy Bates's character. Yeah, so it takes yeah. so se- second season is going to take a different. I think it's a Salem's Lot and Misery, basically Annie. Uh, uh-huh. Annie something, yeah. Annie Wilkes Wilk- no. something. Yeah. Wilkes? That sounds right. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, the first season was like Shawshank. Um, what's the other... Whatever. The point is, is I enjoyed that yeah. as a mashup. And There's clearly a... uh, betrayed by my misnaming of the poltergeist, <laughs> I don't know a lot about Stephen King. But Poltergeist is amazing. But let's just yeah, let's just throw it's it out. Great there. movie. Um, Salem's Lot movie is coming out next year. I mm. love that book. I that was like the first Stephen King I ever read, and I like fucking gobbled it up when I was like in high school, and was like, oh, this guy's the best. Yeah. Um. Cool. Uh. Well, I think this one is not good. Uh. But I really enjoy it. Uh. Cause I used to watch it all the time. Cause it was on Sci-Fi all the time. Uh. The 1994 The Stand. Uh. Oh, miniseries. Shit. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> right, right. It is not good. But when I was like younger, for some reason, I enjoyed watching it so much, and it was on all the time. Um. And it's like it's Gary Sinise, it's Rob Lowe, Molly Ringwald, uh, Ed Harris is in the movie. Like it's got a crazy crazy fucking cast of people um oh kathy bates is in that too yeah it's it's got a ton of people in it and it's um really goofy at times but i'm super into just like weird like stephen king apocalypse movie yeah what was that one he recent or that recently came out with um the Dark Tower? Matthew, yeah. yeah. That I've was kind of very bad, bad right? Yeah, Which is unfortunate, because I love Idris, and uh, I like the um, idea of him being the gunslinger character. I read the first in that series, and that's pretty good, too. I wonder if they'll ever adapt that. I feel like that's just... I feel like that works as, like, a miniseries or something, you know? And then there's that corn movie. Children of the Corn? No. Uh, <laughs> the feel the, on Netflix that I believe is oh, this new season. 1922? Oh, In the Tall Grass? Oh, in the Tall Grass. In the Tall Grass. Yeah. yeah. That's that looks Stephen interesting. King, right? I think so, yeah. Sure. He does have that. And then he, 
1922, right? Isn't there also like 112263? Yeah, on Hulu. Yeah, about the JFK assassination. Uh-huh. That was good. I didn't finish it, but which apparently like people love that book, and he's like credited his son Joe Hill with like helping him with the ending for that, which is pretty cool. You know, speaking of like Stephen King movies that are terrible, but you love the people in them. Remember Dreamcatcher? Yeah, that movie's bad. It's so bad, but Damian Lewis is in it. Mm. Oh man, I've also seen um, Timothy Oliphant's in that too. Oh, he's good. I almost said Rear Window, Secret Window. Oh, Um, is that Stephen King? The yeah. Johnny Depp movie? Is it? The it Johnny is. Depp movie. Yeah. Huh. Like, oh, the, where he he's buries... A ra- oh, I don't spoil oh, anything. Uh, well. It's not very good. <laughs> it's so bad. I saw but that for in some theaters. reason, I watched <laughs> it yeah. several times. I watched that only TNT once. Yeah. I was spooked out was only by John Turturro, who suddenly appears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So weird. <laughs> they're not. They're not all great. Most of them probably aren't. I but, mean, the new one. He has captured... Like so many hearts. I mean, yeah. Like, how many writers can say? I bet he holds the record for mm-hmm. most written short stories or novels adapted for show or movie. Like, and he's name got... any other writer that has that many. I think Jesus has something to say What's about the other that. Name he wrote under. <laughs> it was a, okay. more of a carpenter, but yeah. uh... Nicholas Sparks. I think he oh, might give uh, fucking oh, uh, no. the Notebook. Yeah. Uh, Knights of Rodanthe. I mean, there's so many. I mean, <laughs> Which I saw twice on the plane. I, all I can think of is the notebook, so. Fault in Our Stars, or is that John Green? That, that's John, John Green. Uh, John Green. Um, that's what I was thinking of. Message in a Bottle. Yeah, yeah. Like, a ton of these. <laughs> I could he, go on. He wrote the last song for Miley Cyrus. So, like, oh. that, just like you said that Christine was being made a movie as he was writing it, that's what happened with the last song, too. He's on opportunity. <laughs> Man, I really didn't see my uh, John Carpenter episode ending with uh, <laughs> Nicholas Sparks, but uh, cool. <laughs> also capturing hearts and minds <laughs> everywhere. Someone's somebody, at least. Somebody hit me with a killer car. <laughs> Mine multiple times. <laughs> to, to bring it full circle. Our Lord and Savior, Christine. <laughs> bring your wrath down upon us. Um, great. Uh, well, um, you can... Read some of my stuff at Cinema 76. I should have a new article out soon for, for more movies that I'm reviewing. Uh, any other plugs besides us? Just we're great. We're great. We're yeah. really Who's awesome, your favorite, guys. Chris? Yeah, tell us what you would pick for your Chris month or Christmas. Christmas. More Chris. More Chris. We can always have more Chris's. Yes, we would love you to tell us more about your favorite Chris's. Um, yeah. Great. And uh, you can find us on all of the social medias. Uh, we are at Butter With That Podcast at gmail.com, Butter With That One on Twitter, and Butter With That for the rest of those uh, things. Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, those, those ones. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Baby Yoda. See you. Oh, my God. See you. <laughs>